Hey, what's good? What's good, y'all? This is Pastor Keon with Wellington Heights Community Church. Thank you so much for joining us for our Sunday service podcast. We are in the second week of Lent, and I'm going to be preaching on John 3.16. So I'm excited to, to get into that message. But before we do, I do have a few announcements. It's not too late to jump into our Lenten book study. We're going to be going through a book called Were You There? A look at uh, the spirituals, um, and it's going to be just a great sweet time. Uh, we still have a few uh, books left, so if you're interested in jumping into this uh, this Linton book study, uh, email us at wellingtonheightschurch at gmail.com. Uh, last Wednesday, March 1st, we had our first youth group interest meeting. Uh, it was really, we're really just meeting to, to kind of allow youth and, and volunteers to, to form uh, what youth group could look like at Wellington Heights Community Church. So if you are interested in, in joining um, uh, your middle schooler or high schooler, um, or you're a volunteer, somebody who wants to volunteer, uh, if you're interested in joining the next interest meeting, um, uh, let us know. Email us at wellingtonheightschurch at gmail.com. Hey, there are always opportunities to volunteer uh, at Wellington Heights Community Church or uh, in, in organizations and schools in the neighborhood. And so if you if you want to share your, your gifts, uh, your talents, uh, please let us know. We have opportunities in this community. Email us at Wellington Heights Community Church dot, uh, at gmail.com. Um, lastly, next week, uh, March 12th, uh, we will have a Sunday service podcast uh, all around. So we will not be meeting at the church building. Uh, this is an opportunity for you to meet with your families and your friends uh, to, to gather around the podcast and really, uh, really just uh, be in community together, uh, but not in at the church. So we want to always have these opportunities for you to, to go ahead and do that and invite some new people in as well. So, hey, thank you so much for tuning in today. Let's lean in. Let's listen. Today's scripture reading comes from the Common English Bible, John 3, verses 1 through 17. There was a Pharisee named Nicodemus, a Jewish leader. He came to Jesus at night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God, for no one could do these miraculous signs that you do unless God is with him. Jesus answered, I assure you, unless someone is born anew, it's not possible to see God's kingdom. Nicodemus asked, How is it possible for an adult to be born? It's impossible to enter the mother's womb for a second time and be born, isn't it? Jesus answered, I assure you, unless someone is born of water and the Spirit, it's not possible to enter God's kingdom. Whatever is born of the flesh is flesh, and whatever is born of the Spirit is spirit. Don't be surprised that I said to you, you must be born anew. God's spirit blows wherever it wishes. You hear its sound, but you don't know where it comes from or where it's going. It's the same with everyone who is born of the spirit. Nicodemus said, how are these things possible? Jesus answered, you are a teacher of Israel and you don't know these things. I assure you that we speak about what we know and testify about what we have seen, but you don't receive our testimony. If I have told you about earthly things and you don't believe, how will you believe if I tell you about heavenly things? No one has gone up to heaven except the one who came down from heaven, the human one. Just as Moses lifted up the snake in the wilderness, so must the human one be lifted up, so that everyone who believes in him will have eternal life. 
God so loved the world that he gave his only son so that everyone who believes in him won't perish but will have eternal life. God didn't send his son into the world to judge the world, but that the world might be saved through him. This is the word of God for the people of God. The reformer Martin Luther called John 3.16 the gospel in a nutshell. It's the most popular verse in our culture. Whether you are religious or not, this verse will at least sound familiar to you. It's on billboards and bumper stickers, hats, pillows, and, and professional sports team wear it, right? Tim Tebow, um, he was known for, for wearing it somewhere in his, uh, his jersey or his, his, his face. Um, the other athletes wear it somewhere in their bodies as well. Ultimately, wanting the world to know the significance of Jesus. While John 3.16 has rightly earned its place among uh, the most memorable and hopeful verses in the New Testament, its larger context has a powerful witness to the love of God we meet in Jesus. John's Gospel says Nicodemus was a leader among the Jews. Nicodemus was loyal to the Jewish establishment, that is, following the Ten Commandments and the other 600 laws um, that Jews followed. Um, these, these laws consisted of holy holidays, making sacrifices and burnt offerings, dietary laws, and other laws that kind of told Jews how to live. But in private, Nicodemus had his doubts. Not in such a way that he abandoned his Jewish culture, or, but, but, but doubts whether these laws were God's grand plan. There had to have been more. Nicodemus would have read verses like Isaiah chapter 1 and Isaiah 58, where God says that devotion to these laws isn't enough, but, but loving people is true worship. And so this doubt led him to visit Jesus under the cover of the night. Many say Nicodemus was a coward for coming to Jesus at night because he didn't want to be seen by, by his friends, right? I would say that at least he came. It was risky. It was bold. He didn't have to do it. He responded to the wrestlings that he had in his soul. Rabbi, Nicodemus said, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God, for no one can do these things, these signs that you have done apart from the presence of God. So Nicodemus is saying to Jesus, you're an amazing teacher, but there's something else about you. You have a freedom and a connection with Yahweh that I have never seen, and I, I want that too. Now, Nicodemus is probably thinking he's going to give Nicodemus a, a nine-step process to becoming like Jesus. He's probably ready. He's ready to write it down, thinking that this is a tangible thing that, that a person can earn. But then Jesus, as he often does, throws him a curveball, saying, you must become born again to enter the kingdom of heaven. Nicodemus is like, come on, what, 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 what are you talking about, Jesus? This, this doesn't even make sense. Born again? The first point that Jesus was trying to make is that grasping the kingdom of God isn't a matter of praying a certain way, following these laws down to a T, or earning your favor before God. If, if that were so, Jesus didn't need to come down. Jesus is saying that this is really outside of your ability. 
It's about a complete rebirth of our entire existence that takes something outside of your entire existence. In this way, it's, it's very similar to our first birth, right? It's outside of us, right? We don't, we don't get a say in our first birth. Uh, the, the, the Greek word extranos means outside of us. We are passive receivers of our first birth, just as we are passive receivers of this second birth. It's someone outside of us that, that actually is the catalyst to, to, to birthing. So here you have a Jew among Jews, probably following the, the Torah down to a T. He spent his whole life studying and following the law. And now Jesus is saying, hey, bro, you got to be you got to be spiritually awakened. You can't earn this by yourself. You got to be spiritually awakened. Now, again, Jesus is talking to a knowledgeable Jewish leader. Whatever we think we knew about the Old Testament, Nicodemus would have known much more. With him being a speaker of the language, he could recite the Torah, which is the first five, five books of the Bible. Uh, he could recite that by heart, most likely recite the, the laws and knew all the laws by heart. Jesus is talking to a person who, who knew, uh, knew the word of God as it is written. But this single statement from Jesus about the second birth was nothing that Nicodemus had ever heard. And it was beyond his grasp. And that was the point that Jesus wanted to let him, him know. Humans have nothing to do with this. Flesh births flesh. Spirit births spirit. Jesus is trying to tell Nicodemus that it is impossible for humans to find their way to the kingdom of God. It is impossible to do it. That is without God. Just as the angels said to the Virgin Mary, Everything is possible with God. Jesus goes on to say, the spirit of God is like the wind. The wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear its sound, but you cannot tell, uh, tell where it's coming from or where it's going. So it is with everyone born of the spirit. See, Jesus is saying, you, you guys... Uh, Nicodemus, you guys have picked your rabbis, your judges, your, your prophets, your kings. You have been in control uh, of who is holy and who is not, but not so with the second birth. Man has no say and no control, just as man have no control over the wind. And this is humbling because as Christians, we will grasp for power. We are excited to say who is in and who is out. Who is saved and who is who is not? I have people in my life uh, that say I can tell if somebody is is saved or not, using verses like that you can tell a, a judge a tree by its fruit. The truth is, it's not our job to judge people. That's God's job. Leave that to God. Our job is clear: is to love people and journey with them in this life. Yes. You can judge a tree by its fruit, but thank God our judgment isn't the end of their story. We don't know the journey that God has for that person and, and how God has been journeying with that person. So let's not let our self-righteous judgment get in the way of God's process and people. Our self-righteousness will have us thinking that we are the primary catalyst 
for someone's salvation or relationship with God. Remember, we are all being worked on. The Spirit is like the wind going wherever it wants without man having a say. Yet, unlike the wind, it knows where it's going. The Spirit knows where he's going. It's seeking. It's searching. For what? Not for the self-righteous do-gooder. Not even uh, for those who are seen as blameless to the world. The Spirit is seeking whoever wants to receive this new life. This is full access to God. This is the premium subscription that, that gives you full access without ads. Jesus came to give us full access to the divine. Jesus didn't come down to say that you are a dirty, rotten sinner. As a matter of fact, we do that enough. The enemy does that enough on a daily basis. We know our flaws. We count our flaws. We count others' flaws. But John 17 says, for God did not. God, John 3, 17, that is. It says, God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Jesus came to preach that darkness and evil is not the way. Jesus came to, to preach that there is another way, and that is the way of life. That is the way of light. You don't have to choose darkness. If you turn around, turn away from hate, and toward the presence of God, there is life. Jesus came to preach, love one another and forgive one another as you are loved and forgiven. You don't have to search for significance or operate out of pain. God has already given you what you need. You know why Jesus preached and prayed on earth as it is in heaven? Do you know why Jesus said that the kingdom of God is, is near? Uh, and, and that near is not a, a time, but a, he's talking about a, a proximity uh, uh, to us. He, he said that, and he did this so that we would realize his plan was to reconnect the spiritual with the physical. We are not tasked to wait for the kingdom of God, but to join God in revealing that the kingdom of God is here among us right now. That's what Jesus did as he walked. The only way people will say yes to the spirit is by revealing the kingdom of God, that miracle of love, forgiveness, and flourishing and reconciliation. The revelation that before the foundation of the earth, God created life out of love, not out of dominance. Jesus shows this on uh, just this love. Um, he shows this on the cross, symbolizing almost a rebirth of creation. That same love that God had at the beginning of time existed right there on the cross. As Jesus absorbed all of our sins of the world and closed the door on death so that resurrection can sprout for all of us. As Jesus hanged crucified, Nicodemus was there at the foot. I can only imagine him reciting the words of Jesus. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn it, but to save it through him. 
May we be carriers of the message and demonstrators of the good news that God invites us all to him, giving us full access to the divine right here, right now, only through Jesus, the Redeemer. Let's pray. God, thank you that you love us. Let us dwell in that truth. No matter what we hear from others, let us bask in the reality that you love us and you are working on us and you are pursuing us. You are in relentless pursuit. Thank you again that we get to join you in and in, in bringing about the kingdom of God and, and the reconciliation of divides and the restoration of things that are hurt and broken, God. Help us to do that. Help us not um, just protect our own, um, preserve our own stuff, God, but help us to join you in loving others and revealing the, the kingdom of God. God, thank you for being here. Thank you for your presence. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much for tuning in. Remember to turn on your notifications so you can be one of the first to listen to future episodes. Also, be sure to hit that like button and share this podcast. And feel free to leave a comment or two as we would love to hear from you. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram or visit our website to stay updated with what is going on in the community. As you know, we are reliant upon the benevolent gifts of donors just like you to continue ministry in an urban setting. So if you are compelled to give, please give at donorbox.org backslash WHCC. Or you can visit our website, wellingtonheightscommunitychurch.org and hit that donate button. Hey, thanks again for tuning in. Have a blessed day.